Welcome to Bed Crime Stories Podcast. I'm your host, T. What's up, everybody? Hope you're having a great day. Small request, if after listening to or watching the video, you find you enjoyed it or learned something, do me a favor, smash that like button and subscribe to the channel. Now, let's dig in. 59-year-old Rex Huerman, who is now said to be 6 feet 7 inches tall, it's sounding like they measured him in jail as they outfitted him for his new pinstripe suit and his plastic flip-flops, appeared at the Suffolk County Criminal Court today, Tuesday. August 1st, for the first time since he pleaded not guilty to three charges of both first and second degree murder for three of the Gilgo Beach victims, Megan Waterman, Melissa Bartholomew, and Amber Costello. Hewerman, wearing handcuffs and a chain around his ankles, displayed a stone face and what's been described as a chilling gaze. His hair was matted down, and he reportedly displayed a facial expression that that suggested he was annoyed. Gee, sorry, Rex, you know, we just have this little problem here about the three women that you allegedly murdered. Sorry if it takes a little bit of your time. And at one point, he did a scan of the packed courtroom. Some of the victim's relatives were there although no one so far is saying which victims' families. Hewerman's own family was not. We know from court records that he researched the victims' families, and he even telephoned two of the family members using their deceased relative's cell phone. Can you imagine being in the courtroom with this guy who the police say killed your loved one? Hewerman's lawyers were handed eight terabytes of evidence to review, and it's made up of photographs, reports, and about a hundred hours of surveillance video that was recorded prior to Hewerman's arrest. The video was taken outside of his Massapequa Park home and outside his office in Manhattan. I was curious to know if Hewerman would cry during this hearing as he did when he made his first court appearance on July 14th. At that time, he sobbed as he said, I didn't do this, and we know that the Suffolk County Jail has him on an aliving watch. But they seem to do that with a lot of these people that they arrest for very serious crimes. Hewerman's defense attorney is Michael Brown, and Brown met with both the prosecutors and Suffolk County Court Justice Timothy Mazai privately today, and both sides reached a confidentiality agreement that bars them from sharing any copies of evidence with the public. The Suffolk County District Attorney spoke to reporters after the hearing. He mentioned the tremendous amount of material found at the Hewerman home during the 12-day search. The word DNA was mentioned, although he didn't specify anything further about it. Hewerman's next hearing is on September 27th, and his attorney said, Hewerman wants a trial rather than a plea deal. So it sounds like Hewerman either thinks he can prove his innocence or he wants to relish the experience of hearing about his crimes in court and watching the victim's families suffer. 
I think that if he cared about his own family, he'd do what Dennis Rader did, and that is confess and spare them all the horrid details. I heard a psychotherapist named Dr. Robbie Ludwig on Court TV, and she said that undoubtedly, if Huerman is guilty of the crimes he's charged with, he likely has an antisocial personality disorder and suffers from psychopathy. This generally hints to a person having zero empathy for other living things, people, and animals alike. But Ludwig said Huerman would still have feelings for himself, so those tears he shed when he was arrested were not because he felt bad about his alleged crimes or about hurting his family, but rather because he's sad that he got caught and he feels sorry for himself. And he now realizes that he's going to have to pay for these crimes, and it's likely something he never really prepared for. Dr. Ludwig also said that based on the online searches, court documents reveal Huerman made for child pee and other types of violent pee in which kids and females are hurt, that if you look deep into Huerman's psyche, it's about sexual fantasies floating around his mind that he then integrated into his real-life crimes. There are certain things in fantasies that turn him on, excite him, and he would have tried to recreate those fantasies in real life when he was allegedly committing the crimes. And that's where the problem is. It's one thing to have a sexual fantasy in your mind, but it's another thing when a person crosses the line by turning those fantasies into reality. Hearing all of that really scares me for what those poor young women might have gone through under Huerman's control before they actually took their last breath. It's too horrible to even try to imagine. Dr. Ludwig also said that in Huerman, through his searches and what we know of the crimes, there's a primal rage that comes through a sense of entitlement to these young women, and there's also an addicted compulsion about it. According to Ludwig, once someone like Huerman engages in this type of crime the first time, they might go quiet for a while, which is called their cooling off period, but then they will inevitably need their next hit their next kill. And then the behavior of harming people becomes more frequent. So it is hard to believe that Huerman only harmed the Gilgo Beach victims. Huerman's wife, Asa Ellerop, continues to talk to the press. She's made it clear that the investigators, during their 12-day search of the family home, tore up the entire property, inside and out, looking in every nook, cranny, and crevice. And unfortunately for the family, who has no other place to go, the investigators left piles of debris in their wake, leaving barely enough walking space to get inside the house and navigate through it. Of course, the police said early on that the house was already cluttered before they went inside, thus it's hard to know what the joint really looked like before the search. Per Ellerup and her attorney, Bob Macedonio, the investigators shredded the family couch, tore up Ellerup's bed and mattress, I'm assuming she shared those with Rex Huerman, cut open a bathtub, which was vinyl, took pictures off the walls, emptied out 
dresser drawers, ripped up the floors, lifted up her $3,000 greenhouse in the backyard. I bet that was the only thing there that really belonged to her or that felt like it was really, really important to her, other than her children, of course. Ellerup also mentioned having three cats and having the investigators toss their litter boxes all over the place. First of all, gross. Second, have a little respect for the furry felines. It's a scary thought to imagine a guy like Hewerman around children and cats. We know serialists often start out by harming animals in their youth. Also, with so many of Hewerman's online searches involving little kids, you have to wonder if he ever crossed the line with his own children. Dr. Ludwig said it's important to look at his family as victims too. They were not, at least that we know of, aware of his crimes or involved in them. Ludwig said that she would imagine the family members were abused by him as well. She said maybe he chose a family who was powerless. We know that Ellerup has an adult son with a disability from a previous relationship? Was she in a bad place when she married Hewerman 27 years ago? Did she need a situation where she could not work and instead devote her time to supervising her son, who a friend of Ellerup said requires constant supervision? Did Hewerman see Ellerup as a woman he could easily control through her financial dependency? And over time, did Hewerman render not only his wife powerless and compliant, but also his stepson and his daughter, so that they didn't really have much of a say about what went on with life in that house, or how he conducted himself, or how he spent money. We know he didn't put a lot of cash into the upkeep, at least of the outside of the family home. Now, the family is also paying for Hewerman's crimes. They're left reeling from the revelations about what their father-slash-husband was doing, possibly inside their house when they were out of town each year. And all their belongings have been looked over by investigators. Some of those belongings have been destroyed, and some taken by the investigators as potential evidence. That's got to feel like such a disrespectful invasion of their privacy, even if they get why the investigators need to scour the property. So they've had their inner sanctum invaded and damaged, and now they're having to face cameras everywhere they go, even if it's just outside to the front porch for a bit of fresh air. If they really had no idea what Rex was up to, and I tend to believe them, then they're also victims. They didn't lose their lives to murder as the young women did, but they've lost their lives as they knew them prior to his arrest. That's all for now. Until the next time on Bed Crime Stories, smash that like button. It's a free way you can help your girl. See you next time. On Tuesday afternoon, appearing for the first time since he pleaded not guilty to the murders of at least three sex workers found buried and bound in burlap sacks along a stretch of Ocean Parkway more than 10 years ago. We have to show up every day. We have to we have to comply with our discovery requirements, and you know we'll negotiate the case in, in good faith with the court and defense counsel and see how it plays out. Suffolk County District Attorney Ray Tierney, who's prosecuting the case himself, handed over a massive amount of evidence, including eight terror 
terabytes in hard drives, 2,500 pages of documents, photos from this scene, and DNA reports. Hewerman, who wore a dark blazer over a light blue shirt, had a mop of messy hair. He took one big look over his shoulder as he left the courtroom. His attorney, who has been the only one to visit him in jail, says his client is looking forward to his day in court. There's no plea deal. He said from the moment I met him that I did not do this. So we're prepared to go forward. We will defend this case in a court of law and we will go to trial on this case.